I guess I guess we'll start. So we're studying the laws of uh, Basar Bechalav, and uh, we were in the middle of the um, we were in the middle of a discussion in Tuchan Aruch Siman Pei Zayin Halacha Gimel, and uh, the Rama Rav Moshe Isserli says that there is a custom to allow chicken to be placed in almond milk. We talked about this uh, last time. Uh, milk and chicken. Because it's only rabbinically prohibited. It's only Asur Mid Rabbanan. Uh, he doesn't worry about Marit Ayin in the Deen of Rabbanan. That's, we're going to, that's going to be our our uh, discussion today. But in the case of a kosher animal, not chicken, it's a basar behema, such as a um, uh, cow, uh, and almond milk, a person needs to put the almonds next to the almond milk because of marit ein, because of what other people will see. Um, and the same law is explained earlier in Yoridea, in Siman Samech Vav, when discussing the laws of blood. Speaking of that law, this stems from a Gmaran Masechet Kreitut. Masarakreitud says that if a person has fish blood in a cup, and for whatever reason he wants to drink this fish blood, it's asur for him to drink this blood of the fish unless he puts scales on the side of the cup. And this way, the onlooker will see that he's not drinking blood that he's not allowed to drink, but rather blood of fish, which is permitted. Right? We don't, we're worried about Marit Ayn. So we don't want uh, this person to think that he's drinking Dambasar. Dambasar is meat blood that you're not allowed to drink. Um, again, this concept of Marit Ayn has big ramifications in general in all parts of Halakha. This is where it comes from. Um, <clears throat> now, there is a difference when it comes to a Deoraita law, a law from the Torah, and Adirabanan, and the source of our halacha, who says, uh, who says that it comes from the the dean of the fish blood, okay, um, says you can't comp- some some of the people say you can't really compare the case of the fish blood, and the blood of and and the chicken with the milk, because fish blood with regards to fish blood, the fish scales are needed because if you don't, you might come to stumble and drink meat blood which is an Isur de Oraita. But when it comes to chicken and milk, says the Mefarshim, that that we're dealing with an Isur Medrabanan straight through. So therefore, there's no need to worry about Marit Ayn when it comes to chicken and milk, because the chicken and milk is two steps away from the Isur de Oraita, which we're going to go see later what those, those two steps are. Now, the Taz here writes that if a person has the almonds, he should still place the almonds next to the chicken, or next to the almond milk, um, because whenever you have an opportunity to be metaken and fix the situation by, by covering yourself, and that's what a person should do. Right? So really, you don't, you should do that, but if you didn't buy chicken and milk, it, it's okay. There's no almonds to be found. Then you can eat the chicken that's cooked with the almond milk, and uh, he even holds to say even the meat cooked with the almond milk uh, is okay. The taz, um, um, the, the the taz holds that. The shach, the shach is more strict, 
and says we even find cases of Isur Drabanan, rabbinical prohibitions, where we worry about Marit Ayn. And therefore, according to the Shach, he argues that if a person was to eat chicken with milk, okay, sorry, chicken with almond milk, he would have to put almonds near um, near the milk. Now, when it comes to Marit Ayn, there is a, a general rule. And the rule is that Marit Ayn afilu bechadrei chadarim. Even if you are in a private inner chamber, an inner room, meaning you one person can argue that, well, if no one's watching me, then why do I need to care about Marit Ayn? I'm in my basement, locked up in a room, and therefore, why do I need to put uh, uh, almonds next to the almond milk when I'm eating my chicken or I'm eating my meat because no one's wa- no one's watching me? Um, but Bechadrei Chadarim, we say Marit Ayn even applies. <coughs> So, the, if that's the case, if that's the case, the question is now, why does the Ramah, in the halacha that we quoted, that we learned uh, last time and today, why does the Ramah only require us to put the almonds next to um, almond milk with meat? Why does he say it with chicken? Again, he, the Ramah says that when it comes to chicken, you don't need to put the almonds next to the almond milk. But when it comes to meat, you do. Why make the difference? If, 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 it's, if we have this issue of Chadrei Chadarim, and if the Ramah holds like the Shach, that he says that even by Isu Drabanan, which is chicken, we should be worried about it, so why make the difference? So the, so the Ramah actually says we're talking about a case where the person is cooking the chicken and the almond milk in private. And the concept of Marit Ayn applies even by Chadrei Chadarim, like we said. But that concept only applies... When something can be misconstrued into an isur de oraita, if someone is watching you do something and may think that you are doing a biblical prohibition, a biblical sin, that's when marit ayin applies even in the small rooms. But if someone watching you do something may think that you're only doing an isur de rabbanan, then the the chadre chadarim doesn't apply. So therefore, so therefore, since chicken and milk is only an isu drabanan, right? And we're not allowed to eat chicken milk, but it's only a drabanan. So therefore, um, the fact that I'm doing them private, there's no there's no marit ayin if I eat chicken and almond milk, even in private. And therefore, I don't need to put my, my almonds next to the almond milk. But meat, however, and milk is a delraita. It's a biblical law. I'm not allowed to have me, a, a cow meat and milk. And therefore, even when I'm in private, I need to place some sort of re- uh, recognizing um, thing, a heker. In this case, it would be just putting some almonds next to the milk um, to, to let everybody know that this meat has been cooked with almond milk and, um, and, not, and not regular milk. Now, the Rambam in Hilchot Machalot Asurot writes that eating basar adam, basar adam is human flesh, does not transgress a negative prohibition of eating tameh, but rather, if a person eats basar adam, it's really a, there's a positive commandment from abstaining to doing so. Um, and therefore, basar, basar adam is asur. We're not allowed to eat basar adam, but not because it's a love, but because there's a, there's a, um, a positive mitzvah aseh to, um, and, and through the mitzvah aseh, we don't eat the basar adam. Now, Chalav Adam, the milk of a of a human being, is permitted. We're going to learn that later. 
dam adam, the blood of, um, of, of a person, is also mutar. We're also going to learn that later. Now, if the blood, sorry, if human flesh is asur, then how can human milk and human blood be mutar? Isn't there a law that says that anything that comes from something tameh is also tameh? If my body, if my flesh is tameh, right? I can't eat my flesh. I can't eat anybody's flesh. Um, uh, so, so, but yet, the milk comes from the body. The blood comes from the flesh. So how come I'm allowing a person, how can we allow a person to eat chalab adam and, uh, and, and dam adam? How is it possible? The answer is this, again, that, that that concept of whatever comes from something tameh is considered tameh only applies to which to something which is asur from Allah, from a negative commandment in the Torah, but not something that's asur based on a positive commandment. So therefore, since basar adam, since the flesh of a human being is asur based on an inference from a positive commandment, so therefore we limit the isur only to basar adam itself and the milk of a human and the blood of a human which comes from the basar adam is not included in that in that prohibition um, when we move on to halacha dalid and we go along those lines get my shukhan aruch actually i left it behind me so halacha dalid says as follows Again, Pezain. Asur levashel bachalavisha mipene maritain. Shukhan Ruch says it's Asur to cook meat with woman's milk because of maritain. Ve'im nafal letoch hatavshil batel ve'en salich shi'ur. But if the milk fell into the food, if, a, if breast milk fell into uh, your your meat stew, obviously bishogeg unintentionally. We're not talking about that you purposely put it in. If it fell into the meat, it's batel, it's nullified, and you don't even need a measurement against it. I mean, you don't need sixty times the meat; it's immediately nullified. Says the Rama, venire. It seems lefize. According to this, the kol shekin. Obviously, all the more so the asur levashel lechatchila. That it is pr- prohibited to cook primarily, bachalav temea meat lechatchila with non-kosher milk, or basar tame bechalav tahor, or non-kosher meat with kosher milk. Vedafka basar behema. It's more spe- specifically the this din of marit ayin again. It's all connected to marit ayin applies to uh, meat basar behema. But when it comes to chicken, which is the Rabbanan, we're not worried about Marit Ayin. So this, again, the Ramah says, all the more so it's Asur because of Marit Ayin, to cook, obviously eating, we know you can't do it, to cook lechatchila, uh, non-kosher milk with kosher meat, or vice versa, uh, non-kosher meat with kosher milk, and that only applies to meat, but not to chicken because there's no married ayin on the Yisur de Rabana. So that's, that's halacha, that's halacha dalid. Um, this halacha stems from the Rashba. 
that Darchei Moshe is actually the Rama that wrote a commentary on the Bet Yosef. And he says that the Rashba actually contradicts himself. On the one hand, the Rashba permits meat and non-kosher milk bebishul by cooking it. The Rashba, on one hand, he says, in one place he says it's allowed to cook kosher meat and non-kosher milk without any problem of maritain. And on the other hand, he forbids cooking the breast milk of a woman with, uh, with meat because of maritain. So he, the Ramah asks a question. He asks in Darche Moshe, why is cooking breast milk from a woman and meat any worse than cooking non-kosher milk with meat? Why does the Rashba say that non-kosher, meat, non-kosher milk with meat is okay, but, um, but uh, w- when it comes to breast milk, it's not okay? So there are a few answers. One answer that's brought down by the Taz says that the laws of Marit Ain apply only to food that is kosher to eat. So in the first case, when we have kosher meat and non-kosher milk, the food is asur to eat. Can't eat the, can't, you can't eat the non-kosher milk. Uh, the milk is asur. So therefore, there's no need to make a gzera, a decree, a rabbinical enactment about Marit Ain. But in the case of basar tahor, of kosher meat and breast milk, that food technically is permitted to eat. Permitted to eat. I'm allowed, a person is allowed to drink breast milk. Many of us, when we were little infants, drank breast milk. All right? And kosher meat, obviously, is, kosher, is allowed to eat. So the chachamim have to make an enactment when things are kosher to eat. They don't need to make an enactment when things are not kosher to eat. No one's going to make a mistake with, with non-kosher milk. But they will make a mistake with halavisha. So therefore, they have to make an, uh, an enactment of, of maritain. The Chachamim need to make the Gzera of Maritain in order to prevent people from eating uh, Basar Bechalav Midioraita. The Shach gives a couple of, uh, another answer. The Shach says there's a big difference between Bishul, cooking, and Achila. There's no reason to make a Gzera on cooking because there are many reasons why a person could come to cook um, non-kosher milk or, or, uh, or, or, or vice versa. Maybe someone is sick, for example. There's reasons, uh, there, there's, there's areas in Sakana. But by Achila, but when it comes to eating, you can see if the person is sick, and therefore, if someone is not sick, there's no, there's, there, there, there's a Gzerav Marit Ain. So we see that, that there's other different differences. So now the Ramat says, Kol Shekem, all the more so it's Asur. The Ramat says that if Basar Tahor, if kosher meat and breast milk cannot be cooked together because of Marit Ain, then it logically follows, makes sense, it's Kalvachomer, says the Ramam, that kosher meat and non-kosher milk, or vice versa, cannot be cooked together, lechatchila, because of marit ein. That's what the Ramah says. Um, so, so when, 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 it, when, it, when it comes to marit ein by cooking, um, it's important to know that these issues that, that are involved when it comes to an A, what are we dealing with? Are we dealing with something that is derabanan, such as chicken and almonds? Is it dealing with something that a person may actually come to stumble and eat, such as chalab uh, isha and basar? So those things are, are, um, are, are important. The shach argues actually with the Ramah, and the shach says that basar tmeah, non, basar tmeah, non-kosher meat, and kosher milk are actually mutar to cook lechatchila. He argues with Ramah. He's more lenient. And he says, because there's no marit ayin. 
there's no marit ayin involved because a person again is not going to come to eat anything uh, non-kosher meat. I'm not worried that the guy's going to go eat pig. It's not happening. So if a person wants to cook it lechatchila, go ahead. I don't have to worry about marit ayin. Um, there is no marit ayin when it comes to cooking, says the uh, says the shach. And therefore, when it comes to almonds, almonds don't need to be placed by the pot even when it comes to meat. But when it comes to chicken and meat, the shach is more machmir than the rama, like uh, the, the, like we said before. The ba'er hetev, the ba'er hetev is a is a wonderful commentary on shulchan aruch. If ever one day you want to learn shulchan aruch, um, and you don't want to learn all the mefarshim, then I suggest you learn the ba'er hetev. Because it is in the Ba'er Etev, it has a condensed, it takes the, the Taz and the Shach and condenses them very small. So it gives you the tidbits of what you need to know. And sometimes he even adds his own. And therefore, sometimes when you find a, a, a set of Shuchan Aruch and its condensed version, you will find Shuchan Aruch in Ba'er Etev. Um, so he takes a different approach. And he says, in all these cases over here, we're dealing with Bishu, we're dealing, we're dealing with cooking. Uh, no, nothing here has to do with eating. He says the gzera of marit ayin, the the rabbinical enactment of what other people can see or what they will see and what they will assume, applies in a person only in a case where one mistake, um, in assumption will lead to the transgression, will lead to the avera of the uh, the lav midoraita. But if a person needs to make two false assumptions in order to transgress the lav, then there's no need to make the gzera of marit ayin. Meaning, it's easy to make one mistake, and maybe like one mistake. Okay, that that person could be doing wrong, but to assume that the guy is doing two things wrong, or there's two things wrong with what he's doing, again based on assumption, maritain, we're not worried that person's going to make two mistakes. So therefore, there is a gezera, there is an enactment of maritain not to cook non-kosher milk and kosher meat. No, sorry, non-kosher meat and kosher milk. Because someone might think that that meat is actually kosher meat. No one knows that that, just, that wasn't shechted properly. So therefore, we have to make, uh, we have to make a gezera. We have to put the almonds next to the, uh, to, the, uh, to, the almond, uh, to the almond milk. Because someone might make a mistake about the, bas- the basar tmeah or may come to cook basar tahor with chalap tmeah, tahor, so on and so forth. There's one mistake. But in the case of the chicken and the almond milk, there's no gzerav marit ayin because it's unlikely people are going to make two mistakes. What are the two mistakes? They're not going to think the chicken is meat and that the almond milk is cow's milk. So there's two, two issues here that we're, a person's unlikely to make. And that's why the Bayer, the Bayer Tev says, this is why that when it comes to chicken milk, you don't need to put the almonds, chicken and almond milk. You don't need to put the almonds next to the to, to the chicken. You don't need to put the almonds next to the almond milk because people are not going to make two mistakes. They're not going to think that the chicken is actually meat, and they're not going to think that the almond milk is cow milk. But when, if it was meat and almond milk, that's only one. So therefore, I know that's meat. It's clearly meat. So therefore, you only have the one, and a person might make a mistake. So you put the almonds next to the almond milk. Um, the Taz takes a strict approach. The Taz says that cooking chicken in milk is asur lechatchila. Uh, not, this is not almond milk. This is this is this is uh, regular milk. It's asur lechatchila, even though it's only asur derabanan. He says because of marit ayin, even though it's asur. Now we know we can't eat chicken in milk, 
That's vaday. But even cooking chicken and milk is asur lechatchila because of marit ayin. And there's three reasons. One, he says, sometimes chicken looks like meat. So it's easy for people to make a mistake and think that this is meat being cooked with milk. Um, second reason he gives is that a person should be more strict in the case of chicken than by uh, trefot, than by non-kosher animals, because there's actually a tana that holds that basar of and chalav is asumi deoraita. You study the Gemara, you'll find that there is a basa that there is one tana that holds a chicken and milk is is an isur deoraita. Last but not least, you remember Rabbi Yossi Aglili? Rabbi Yossi Aglili, we talked about him in the first or last year. How he used to eat chicken with milk. He held that it was fine. So that so Taz says we don't want people to think that halachas like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, who says that chicken is mutar to eat even midrabanan. So that's why, that's why we say to these, uh, we say, no, even cooking chicken and milk, lechatchila, a person cannot do it because of uh, marit ayin. Halacha eh? there is an isur of marit ayin to cook non-kosher meat with chalav tahor or vice versa, non-kosher milk with kosher meat, and by cooking chicken with milk. In all cases, there is an isur of marit ayin. In the case of chicken cooking with almond milk, lechatchila, the best thing to do, like we said at the beginning, a person should place pl- uh, place the almonds next uh, or on the plate so that people can see. Um, but again, if he didn't do it, it's fine. And in the case of chicken and non-kosher milk, when it comes to cooking that, there's no marit ayin by cooking because here we have um, we have uh, it's, it's a drabanan, so we're not worried about. The marit ayin. So that's the halacha lemase. Uh, we we see it nowadays. So it brings up a, a few practical questions that uh, you you may hear people ask sometimes. You know, someone has to ask, "Can I?" Especially now with all this uh, beyond meat and uh, really really good fake meat that people are having right now, or parv meat, veg, veg, vegetarian stuff. Can a person eat uh, any of this stuff? A parv hot dog or a parv burger? Uh, with butter, you know, if you want to smear butter on it, is there a problem of marit ayin? Right? Is there a problem if I want to put, um, um, you know, a, 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 a cheese, you know, a sliced cheese on these uh, Beyond Meat burgers? Right. So um, there are a lot of tissue votes written, and although there are people that are strict uh, about this, you know, and some will say, oh, it gives the impression of, uh, you know, but we're not, we're not ushering that. The fact remains that a person can eat margarine with meat because it's common to use margarine. People use margarine all the time. So therefore, the same would apply to soy hot dogs or to soy meat. If a person wants to eat soy meat, okay, now that it's common, especially now that it's common, then a person can have butter or, or cheese with it. You know, Similar question is asked at the end of a Shabbat meal that a person has. Now, how is it possible to serve uh, parv ice cream at the end of the meat, right? Do I have to make an announcement that this is part of ice cream, right? I'm here, you know. Some of these ice cream you see now, they're they're quite good, right? You, you, I don't know if you, you've had them on your Shabbat table. You think you know that you think they're dairy almost. Uh, do I have to make an announcement? Say everybody, this is part of ice cream. Do I need to make that head care? Just like I got to put the almonds by the almond milk. Do I have to make? Um, you have to put a sign and says this is part of ice cream here, because um, doesn't it look like I'm eating dairy after meat again. No announcement needs to be made uh, because it's well known nowadays that um, 
many people serve this part of ice cream uh, after a meat uh, a meat seuda. And truth is, any any form is a hekir. As long you know, even the box of the almond milk, you don't have to actually place the almonds. If you put the almond milk uh, container on the table and people see that it's almonds, almond milk, um, then uh, then that's sufficient enough for hekir. Or the fact, like we said, that a lot of people are are know nowadays that these things exist. There are a lot of types of non-dairy milk. Let's remember that we live in days today that are not the same as, you know, even 10 years ago. You know, so many people uh, are, are find themselves to be lactose intolerant. There are so many products on the market now that are vegan, that are um, um, lactose-free and dairy-free and meat-free. It's free of everything. It's, it, you kind of ask yourself, what actually are you eating? Right? But, but, but yeah, so there's, this stuff is available. And the fact that it's so readily available... You don't even need, you know, you know, the chachila, you should make the heker, but uh, it's, it's understandable that a person can, can do so and not worried about the marit ayin issue. And that's why you will go to weddings, you know, and you will go to weddings um, in the days when people went to weddings, uh, and, and you'll have uh, you'll have a cup of, you know, they'll serve coffee at the end of the thing, and you'll see some almond milk there. and you'll, It looks like milk, it looks like cream, in a little cup over there, but it's almond milk. And there's no sign that says um, this almond milk because it's, it's accepted, you know. Especially that it's separate from the meat, right? So it's you know one thing if it was on the table and you're eating with the meat, but that then that, this halacha applies like we learned today. And you have to you would have to put the almonds there, but if it's if it's coffee separate after the meal by dessert time, then there's no need to put it because it's understandable that it's almond milk. You don't even need to, to care. So so those are this, this is a very very practical. Law, believe it or not, in Shulchan Aruch, one that has lots of ramifications and effects on our everyday lives. And um, thank you guys for joining. Nice crowd today, Baruch Hashem. I hope everything is well. And again, I apologize for the last couple of weeks, but hopefully we'll uh, we'll continue um, with a few more halachot um, next week. Bezrat Hashem. Have a great night, everyone. Take care.